Hello, my name is Billy. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Front Porch Sessions Thoughts Zone series. The Thoughts Zone series is a little different than our regular podcast. The Thoughts Zone podcast will be much more sporadic in their releases, although at times there might be regular weekly releases of a particular series. The Thoughts Zone series is exactly what it sounds like our thoughts on particular topics. It is our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics. And today, we hope to be able to share some of our experiences, maybe a little bit of help and guidance on some of the things that we have learned about podcasting. We have really enjoyed this process. If you happen to listen to our Tuesday podcast or Tuesday release, we shared with you guys that it has been a year since we've begun this journey of podcasting. And we've had a few people over the last year ask us questions, ask us, how do I get into it, etc. And so we thought we would take the time here to explain some of our thoughts on why and how. And, and who knows, maybe this will inspire you to do something else or maybe scare you away. I'm not sure which. Oh, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. And by no means do we consider ourselves experts on podcasting. No. But we are experts on what we do. Yes. And nobody else is. No. So there we go. No. And I, I think that today, this idea is not necessarily a how-to. It is a thought zone. There will be some how-to in here. But it is a conversation about how we podcast a little bit and to offer some hints and tips for those that may be interested in starting. Yes, because it's not quite as intuitive as maybe you would expect. There is it a is little... Not. <laughs> it's a huge learning curve. It is a huge learning curve, and I don't think I could... I would not... I know I would not have done this without you because you have the, the technical know-how, you have enough of a curiosity that you would have worked through it and I would not have. I'd have been like, oh, I can't do this. And part of the reason we want to do this particular thoughts on is one of the individuals that has reached out to you mm -hmm. has told you recently they've been reading on the internet mm -hmm. different things about how to, to record a podcast or how to host it and get things going. And they're so confused. I get it. I have been there trying mm -hmm. to figure things out. And you go to sites and they say yeah. different information. Or they all seem to have the same writer and they're hosted by different places <laughs> or whatever. And we talked a little bit of that yeah. on our last regular episode. Oh, the internet. So I had a little bit of experience from a couple of years ago. I think that helped, but I still have to do a lot of research yeah. to get going. So we're trying to help you guys out and save you a little bit of time. We're not going to have all the answers. If you have a specific question, reach out to us and yeah. we'll try to answer that as time allows. Yes, please. So the first thing you have to do is, okay, you've already decided you want to do a podcast. Great. We're not going to help you talk through that. But a topic yes. or a concept. Yes. I think our Front Porch Sessions podcast is a concept, not a topic. Agreed. Because it is designed to mimic the conversations that we have. We say on the front porch... That's where a lot of them happens, but sometimes we have a larger group, and it's yeah. in the backyard, or it's in the middle of winter, so we're around our dinner table, or we're in the living room, or something like that, but it's to bring that time of togetherness, talking, uh, sometimes about important things, sometimes not important things, creating memories, sharing stories, sharing laughs, that's what we do. We stayed away from the topic. Originally, we said, yeah, we're going to have this topic. We thought about it a little bit. We talked about it. And we felt like there were other people already doing that. Right. And they could probably do it much better. They have either the time to do it or they have a staff to sure. help them. And it's just you and I. Yes. And for us, the front porch is not necessarily a literal location. It's a concept. It is a it's way a of lifestyle. life. Yes. And so for us, that gave us some generality that we could do a podcast and not get so tight tied into a very small topic or concept that we couldn't be creative with it I think uh, that's probably been one of the best blessings for us is that we were willing to do something a little bit more broad and we, we do find that we have from time to time uh, former friends of our not former friends of ours but people who have been around us who have actually partaken in that way of life on the front porch and they say this is just like sitting on the front porch with you and and I just really I've loved the concept and it's really given us a little bit of the fluidity to do as we wish 
Right. I think you got hung up there because some of these uh, so-called former friends <laughs> are actually former students of yes. ours that as they have gone on in life, they've become friends. And yes. So, you know, if we were a good podcast, we might edit that out and make it sound. <laughs> we'll talk about editing very briefly later on okay. in this episode. But yes, and we've had people reach out to us and yes. say, I'm glad you didn't go with the topic because we discussed that early on. What are we talking about? What yeah. are we doing? And even on the podcast, they're like, because you're not pigeonholed in. Yeah. If you're going with a topic situation, that becomes more difficult. Yes. Because it can't be too narrow, but it can't be too broad. Right. So it needs to be both broad and narrow at the same time. Can I say our topic is random ramblings? Our, yes. There we go. We, are, we pride ourselves, and we put <laughs> it out there for anybody that wants to listen. Yeah. These are our weekly random ramblings because there are times we don't know right. what we're going to do. Right. And we just hit record <laughs> and hope for the best of that. Magic. I have actually found resources online about starting your podcast and trying to figure out your topic. And some of them have basically said you need to be narrowly broad. Narrowly broad. Or some of them will say, don't be too helpful. Someone will say, you know, be narrow and be broad or don't be too narrow, but don't be too broad. (laughs) Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) That becomes problematic. You need to have a topic which kind of is a niche, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Not like you're trying to break into a market because I guarantee you there's a podcast already out there on it. But that if somebody sees that, they know in the, your show description, this podcast is going to be about this. And that's yes. what they're listening for. Yes. So, but it doesn't need to be so narrow that in three weeks, you've talked about everything that's possible about that subject. Yes. We did not get stuck with that. We really did make sure that we had something broad enough that we can do this potentially for a lifetime. Yes. And as I get older, the stories are just going to get better. Well, and and the thing is about that, we don't have a timeline. We don't know how long we'll do this, but to have automatically pigeonholed ourselves into something very, very small would have been problematic. So I, I appreciate that we, we did the work on that. That was not something that automatically came to us. We're going to do it this way. Uh, we did the work. We came up with a concept. We, we really worked through that. And I'm quite pleased with what that, what that ended up turning out to be. Yes, I, I'm pleased so far, too. And I think one of the things, too, is I am a consumer of podcasts. As yes. I listen to them, there's some of them that have been around for a couple of years, and I've listened to some for a couple of years. They're basically starting to rehash stuff. Oh, my. And that may be fine if they're getting new people along, but they're not covering new ground, and I tend to lose interest and move on yeah. with that because I've already heard that before. I think it's totally fine for you to have a short-run podcast. Oh, yes. That, okay, this, and if you're going to do a short run, we can talk about this too here in just a second. We talk about kind of the format. I suggest that you go ahead and outline everything, script it out, and know this is what I'm going to cover. It's going to be seven episodes. I'm going to tell this story, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, a news story, it's, you know, crime, it's just whatever. Mm -hmm. The sagas of (laughs) throw in something. (laughs) And that's fine. Boom. You're done. You've got some experience. You can move on to something else with that. Right. So you pick something that you're interested in, that you know a little bit about. Yes. That you really, really like. Yes. Because you're going to have to spend a lot of time with it. And depending on what your topic is, you may spend a lot of time researching information. Yes. Which kind of leads to the next thing, unless you have anything else you want to add about the topic. No, I'm ready for the next thing. All right. You have to decide what type of podcast you're going to have. Yes. This is different than the topic or the concept. Yes. Is it going to be a scripted show? Yes. Is it going to be semi-scripted? Is it going to be unscripted? Yes. Is it going to be a single host? Is it going to be a co-host? Is it going to be a guest slash interview format? Mm -hmm. So let's talk briefly about this idea of scripted, semi-scripted, and unscripted. Yes. Yes, that's your turn to go. What well, are your thoughts on that? Well, I there you go. I wasn't exactly sure the question that went with that. Uh, we have seen, we, ha- we are both consumers of podcasts. We obviously make our own podcast, and we have basically seen this work well and not so well, and I mean all three of those different formats. We actually have probably dabbled a little bit in all three of them, but overwhelmingly what we do is the unscripted, which probably if you've listened to the Front Porch Sessions podcast, you already know we are unscripted. But 
for instance, I would say at least part of the very beginning of the 12 Days of Christmas, we did that last year. That probably on some level is likely a version of semi-scripted. And then when we get to scripted, this would have been what you did by yourself a couple of years ago, I think is when you did that. And all of these work if you're doing it right. And and we really thought through that. I, I think what we do works well for what we what we want and for our concept. Yes, I agree. And for the time that we are either able or willing to put into it yes. outside of the yes. recording and the yes. post-production of that. Scripted would take a whole lot longer. Scripted does take a significant amount of time. So yes. I had a very short-run podcast that I did not promote for a number of reasons. We'll talk about that at a different time. I was trying to get my feet wet, learn the ropes at that point. But the episodes were 20 to 25 minutes long, and I probably spent three to five, maybe upwards to 10 or 12 hours on one single episode before I recorded it. Yeah. Because I was having to do the research. I was having to write the script, Mm -hmm. then rewrite the script and continuing (laughs) to edit and then I get to go through the recording process with it. Yeah. And I would say part of why you were successful in that was because you worked that process, but also because you actually, I'm going to use the word rehearse, and I don't mean that in a dry, derogatory way. I mean that you put a lot of effort into it, and just because you have a great script does not mean that you can just walk in, record it, and go, boom, I'm done. You actually really worked on that to make sure that you could deliver a quality product. I think with some of the ones that I have listened to that I know are scripted, Mm -hmm. there have been some that have been great, and there have been a few that I could not continue to listen to because they were just reading their script (laughs) and it was kind of losing me because it was so boring. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine for somebody, but it wasn't for me. Right. You can have a script and you can still make it come alive. So when I wrote the script, and I wasn't, uh, didn't necessarily stick to it verbatim. I would ad lib here and there, like, oh, this makes more sense if I say it this way, which sometimes became a problem if I had to stop recording and punch in at a certain point to try to get back on track. But think of you have to think of it as a performance. Mm hmm. You have to be engaging with that. If you're doing a scripted podcast, I think it needs to be shorter. Yeah. Maybe on the 20 minutes, yeah. 25, 30 at most. Yeah. With that for your sanity, for your listener's sanity, a better way probably to do that. And we don't do this. So I, this is just me spitballing here is to talk a little bit. And then if you have the legal rights to play clips of sure. other things or go out on the street and get people's opinions. I listen to a lot of crime type things. Yeah. One of the ones I've listened to more recently is basically a single host going through this story of a particular crime, but she goes out into the field and interviews people mm-hmm. and will play clips here and there. Yeah. And that breaks it up and it's not so monotonous. What? Monotonous. That's it. Now, have you found success or heard success where it's a multi-host scripted podcast? Because I can think of one. What about you? I can think of one, but I think it may be semi-scripted with that. But it's also obvious when they go to the other host and they're reading because the whole mood of everything changes. And they're not recording together. They're in different parts of the country. And some of it you can tell they're talking to each other, having this conversation. But at other times you can tell that they've recorded their parts. And it doesn't necessarily bother me, but it's really obvious. Yeah. And I don't know. I haven't listened to it in probably a year. Yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Yeah. I would think it might be important based on your topic. So the one I'm thinking of that they successfully multi-host scripted podcast it's it's a history podcast and they do individual episodes about individuals from history and so it's important that it is scripted or mostly scripted but I would think that something like what we do as far as the random ramblings I, I don't know how you could script that and a, it sound good, but B, it work at all. So it, it may all depend on who the people are and your topic and, and really what you're trying to accomplish. Yes, and if you're going with the unscripted, that doesn't mean that you sit down with nothing in front of you. <laughs> you can go back and find examples of that on our podcast. <laughs> Maybe, because we tell you 
Otherwise, you probably yes. wouldn't know because we're that good. Uh, but we sit down with notes. Sometimes we script out a, a very vague outline. And yes. when I say very vague, sometimes my outline on my note sheet says intro. <laughs> How was your week? Yeah. <laughs> Christy's questions. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about stuff here. Outro. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. And when I say let's talk about stuff here. It doesn't have any yeah. particular topics. Yeah. There are other times that we bring in news stories about snakes or bears and hot tubs or funny things that we want to talk about. And we'll read some of those or we'll talk about those. So the amount of, of notes, and I use that word loosely, that we have varies with the particular episode that we're doing. Yeah. And it is highly unscripted because that's what we're doing. We're mimicking real life. Yes, yes. Semi-scripted is going to be like your more robust outline that you are working from. Yeah. I would go ahead and kind of, I'm sort of segueing, but I'm staying right there in the pocket here, that what we have is a unscripted multi-host podcast. And we have just not even started with the what works in that multi-host, because if it's just you, you hopefully know what you're doing and you're comfortable with whatever your product's going to be. I would say that we are particularly lucky in the whole multi-host thing that we have chemistry. We're on the same page with this, but we're not the same voice. And we maybe come from different directions. And when I say that with the voice, I mean that literally. We don't sound alike. We have different cadence to our voice. We obviously have different tones. And I think that is what part what part of what works for us as far as a multi-host that that's not always the case i've certainly listened to some where the host like i can't differentiate who is who yes and very much so it's a little I, I spend more time thinking about that than probably what they're talking about it distracting perfect it way is of saying distracting that. and if you don't live with your co-host or if you're not married to your co-host you um need to make sure you like them. Yeah. Now, that's not always the case because there's some people that have opposing views. Sure. But I think they maybe still like each they other or they're to. friends, but they have opposing views. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Or maybe you don't want that because <laughs> of what you're doing. But if you're using a co-host, we were in a situation to where our co-host chose us. Yes. Okay. That, that's all we have to say about that. It was yes. kind of a no-brainer. But if you're using some a co-host... You need to have some camaraderie. You, chemistry, as you mentioned, yep. you have to have kind of equal commitment. You have to be able to divide up duties about who's going to do what. And you have to have the availability to record at certain times, yeah. probably set times. Yeah, It works for us because we're married. Yes. We live in the same house that if we don't have time to record on a particular day, we can do it the next day yes. or we can decide we're going to record after the kids go to bed. We don't really have the same scheduling issues that other people yeah. would have. And whether you're going to go with a single host, co-host, or whatever else may be out there, that's going to be a personal decision based upon your personality and the style of show that you have. Yes. And I think to some degree the topic. Yes, absolutely. I think if you're going to do like a a sports show or a movie podcast or something about that nature, unless you're basically just giving bare bone facts or analyzing something very quickly, having a co-host is probably better because there's that interplay. Yeah. can be like, what are you talking about? That was the worst movie (laughs) I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Because whatever it is, you're going to want to make it interesting if it's... A single host, probably going to be more scripted. And if it's co-host, you may have that full script. You may have a semi-script. You may just come in with a very brief outline Yeah, uh, that you're going to do there. If it's an interview situation, as you set up your guest, make sure you have your questions written out beforehand. Right. Maybe you, share with that person. <laughs> yes, you need to know what you're going to ask. And I recommend that you share your questions with the person that you're going to interview so they can be prepared for that. If it's somebody that is of a celebrity status, they probably have heard all those questions before. They're going to have the same answers that they've given every other podcast host. You're so cute to think that someone listening here might have the connections that they would interview a celebrity. (laughs) You never know. Okay. I am pretty confident that if we really wanted to, I could get us a couple. Yay. But... I don't uh, I really want to right now. Okay. All right. I've, you've been a guest on a podcast uh, several seasons later. I was a guest on that same podcast. 
I received the questions a couple of days in advance, which yeah. I was very thankful for because I didn't know what I was walking into. <laughs> and some of them I actually needed some time to think about my, an appropriate answer. Yeah. And I had to look up a couple of things to make sure I was going to be correct in what I was saying and not del- un- unintentionally misspeaking. Right. And I did not get that list beforehand when I did my uh, episode with them. However, I think that part of that worked, surprisingly, because I really am not great with uh, off-the-cuff answers oftentimes, but what worked was that I actually knew the guy that was going to be interviewing me. We had had a couple of interactions. I felt safe with him, and so it wasn't quite that overwhelming sense of what have I just agreed to. So you getting the questions uh, beforehand because you did not know the guy was probably what allowed that to be successful. In essence, you had a conversation that was recorded, I think, where I feel like I was almost walking into an interview situation where he's going to ask me questions to respond to. You don't have to be super stringent with your questions. You wrote it out. You don't, I don't think you have to ask them verbatim that in the moment you change it up a little bit, you're still asking the same type of thing. They're going to give you the same answer that they've given everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's fine. And if it leads, their answer leads to a follow-up question that you didn't write down, you didn't prepare them for, go ahead and ask it. Yeah. That's going to be okay because you do want to make it a little bit to where it's not so rigid in that interview process with that. And if you need to edit it later, like uh, that was not a really good follow-up question or the answer was bad. You can do that. Also, if you're going to be interviewing individuals, one of the things that I believe that you should also ask them is, are there topics and or questions that are off limits? Right. There may be things that person doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. There may be things that they cannot talk about either for legal reasons or professional reasons. Not saying that there's some sort of non-disclosure agreement, but they may have some project that they're working on that they're not allowed to talk about at that particular time. And I went into my particular, uh, when I was a guest on the podcast, and I was kind of up front, like, don't ask me questions about this uh, particular thing, because I don't know that I can really answer it. And even if I could, I couldn't really tell you the answer for that. Nothing nefarious there, so don't be reading into it (laughs) with those type of situations. Uh, but just because the some of the initial questions might have led to that, yes. But just was straight up with yes. that, and it's like, oh, that's great, and we moved on. Yes, and it wasn't an issue. Well, and that allowed you to feel safe, know that it was going to be as comfortable an environment for an interview as possible. So, if you are going to do an interview podcast, make sure that you are doing what you can to make that person you're interviewing feel as comfortable as possible, and you will get a better product. I think. If you're interviewing somebody, don't think that you have to record the whole podcast. Just record the interview. Yeah. Go ahead and introduce them at that point. Thank them or welcome them to your show and get to the point. You can go back later after you have the interview recorded and record the setup and record the end of it. Yeah. Also, make sure you thank them for being your guest. Simple manners go a long way. (laughs) Uh, Be respectful of their time. Sure. I have listened to several podcasts with an individual that I'm very fond of, and I quit because everybody was asking the same questions. Yeah. There's been some new ones come out, and like they're going to ask the same things I've already heard, but I also know that there was a time, uh, not maybe a month or two ago, that he was uh, doing four or five interviews a day. Oh, wow. So he would have like 30 or 40 minutes, whatever. Because I remember when he, somebody said, well, can I ask you a few more questions? And he's like, yeah, I got about five more minutes before I need to go wrap <laughs> this up and go get on the next one. Yeah. So be respectful of time, even if they're not somebody famous. Yeah. If it's just, you know, some friend down the street, don't think you can monopolize their time. Keep it not sure, but get to the point. Well, and and the other side of that too is maybe if you are interviewing somebody, lay out clearly your expectations that you'd like to get through more than two questions. And so there may come a point where you need to tell the person you're interviewing, maybe uh, subtly or with some sort of hand gesture that we need to keep, we need to move this along. So that's all okay as long as you make that person feel safe. So, And I can't, well, we'll talk about this in a second, maybe with a remote recording. We've never done that, so I can't really comment on no. it, but I can give you a few ideas. But before you get to that, so uh, you have, you've had your topic, you figure out your format of your show, 
you have to have a hosting site. Yes. This isn't necessarily the next step, but it's the next step that I wrote down. So we're going there. You have to have a hosting site. A hosting site is a site that hosts your podcast. What? There you go. So if you go to Apple Podcasts, if you go to Stitcher, if you go to Spotify and you download a podcast, you are not downloading it from that podcatcher. You're actually downloading it from a podcast hosting site. Okay. So if you're going to podcast, you have to have a host. Typically, you're not going to want to host it yourself unless you have a lot of technical knowledge and experience. And there's some other terms that I don't remember there because these files can get pretty large. And we're guessing the people listening to this are not in that category. Yes, I would think if you know all that stuff, you probably don't need to be listening to us. (laughs) So there are a number of different hosting sites out there. You can go to the internet and search for podcast host and go through them and read them. My advice is to choose the one that best suits your needs. Yes. And that is both what it allows you to do, what is available for free, what is available through paid, and go from there. Make sure you read the terms of service. I was just about to say, make sure you read because if you don't, you can't know if it fits your needs. Exactly. Because there are some we have had, we're on our second podcast hosting site. Mm -hmm. We started with the first one because it's what I knew. It's what I'd used before. I have students in a particular class do podcasts. I make them use that because it doesn't have to go to any of the podcast uh, aggregators or the podcatchers, whatever you want to call them. They can keep it private. They can share it with me because that's the point of the assignment. Uh, It gives us, I think, five hours a month and it would keep it up for 90 days. Okay. That's where we started. It's yeah. what we knew. We were going to see if we're going to keep doing this. I'm not going to pay for it. Don't spend a lot of money. No. Doing this. For I heaven's think, sake, no. I would hate for somebody to put in a lot of money with equipment and hosting sites and other things and a weekend find out they don't really like this. <laughs> so start with a free one because five hours a month and 90 days is going to be enough. So after 30 days, that five hours started over. We ran into a problem as we got comfortable. We were going longer and we were out of time, but we needed to release a new episode. Yeah. So we started looking around and we switched. I think we may pay. I don't know what we pay. It's not a ton. We Mm -mm. paid it. We got a discount because we paid for the year in advance. It might be a couple more dollars than what the site we left mm-hmm. was. Whatever, it's not enough to matter financially in that, uh, in that situation. It's very negligible. The terms of service will let you know what you can do and what they can do. So one of the reasons that we switched and we went with the host that we have now is because we wanted to be able to use some content that we were not the sole owners of. Right. And some of those we're not the owner of at all. <laughs> some things we share ownership with other people. Some of them we have no ownership whatsoever. And legally you have to have that or you have to have permission. So we've we've played a, a little bit of music from friends of ours that are mm-hmm. have uh, albums out and hopefully we'll do some more of that. But a couple of the hosts, we couldn't do that, even if we had permission. We right. had all the legal permissions. We couldn't do it unless we were the copyright owner yeah. or something of that nature. Or I should have said the equivalent. So that's part of the reason we went with what we went with. There are also free sites that will host for you, and uh, they say that it they'll keep it up forever and that there's unlimited uploads. We didn't go with that because of some of the things that they would do, could potentially do to your podcast. Sure. That they could take your material and use it how they wanted. You gave them these rights. With every single one of them, you're giving up some of your rights and your materials, but that one went a little far. Yeah. For what we're doing. Some, uh, I know some people that have some podcasts on that particular one, and for what they do, it's perfect but it wasn't suiting our needs. So you have to read through all that stuff and suit your, find something that suits your particular needs. None of these are sponsors of us, so I'm not going to uh, give them free advertisement. <laughs> but if you are interested in what we have used, what we currently use, send us a message over Instagram, and I'll get back to you as soon as yeah. I can with those type of things. Again, it, most of them will have a free option yes. as well as a paid. You get what you pay for, <laughs> but... 
start with that free one. Absolutely. The podcast host is also going to be very helpful in getting the podcast into the podcatchers. Apple podcast is going to take the longest. It's also the hardest because there's a number of steps that you have to go through. You already have to have an episode or content recorded mm-hmm. and available. And then there's this process that you go through for approval, which can take up to two, 10 days, maybe two weeks. Okay. And that's what they say. I think ours came back in about three or four days. Okay. And it probably is just to buy them some time. And there's some steps that you have to go through to get it in there. But your podcast hosting site will have instructions to help you. Everyone I've looked at has had instructions to help you getting into the Spotify's, the Stitchers, iHeartRadios. Those are a little bit simpler. Yeah. With that, again, podcast hosts will have instructions for that. Do you have any questions or thoughts about podcast hosting sites that we need to cover very briefly? I was just thinking about how this is an ever-changing environment. If you are an regular consumer of podcasts, you may have some that are like ours that they can be found all over the place. And there's one that I am a fan of that recently, I think actually last month, went exclusively to Spotify. I don't know that that necessarily needs to drive what you do or don't do. Just be aware that there are some podcasts that do a particular do it a particular way. And part of it is is essentially paid for by in, in this particular case, Spotify, we do not have somebody paying us. And so we want to be diverse in that way and, and make sure as long as we can, we're just going to have ours offered wherever they'll take us, I guess. Absolutely. Because as you're talking about, those were business deals yes. to be exclusive content yes. providers. And well, what if I don't use that particular place? I'm not going to listen to those podcasts. Right. So as a podcaster, I want to make mine available to all the people that want to listen through the various podcasters yes. because people tend to have their favorite. I have listened to one podcast on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It was an exclusive, very limited run with that, and it's something that I was really interested in. That's the only one I've ever listened to. Okay. I go back to the same old, same old that I've always used. Yeah. So unless it's that type of thing, I'm not going to go looking for it. Right. Now, you had already been sucked into this particular podcast yeah. before they made that exclusive yes. deal. So you're listening there, and you may switch over, and that's what you use primarily for podcasts. So I need to make sure that my podcast yeah. is listed there. Yes. It's not that hard, but there are some steps that you have to go through yeah. for people to it's be able to get It's worth the trouble, though, to, to be on a multitude of those podcatchers. It is. At it least is. In our situation. For, yes, in our situation, and I think in most situations. Agreed. Again, I know somebody that's not paid by a particular site, and that's the only place they have theirs. Hmm. But it works for what they're doing in their limited gotcha. audience. Okay. Uh, and related to that is you have to have a way to record your podcast. Yes. Some podcast hosting sites have ways that you can do that to where like, you can record audio through your phone or through their app on your phone. I think some of them have editing software and you can add music and different things to that. The bumper music for our show was an afterthought. Mm. And it wasn't until we got in the editing process. I'm like, oh, we need to find something to do that. Again, you need to find something that is either royalty free or that you created. Mm -hmm. You can't just go and whatever the latest pop song is Mm -hmm. that you think is going to be great and put that as your intro because you have just violated copyright law. Yeah, and you're going to get in trouble. Yes, and some of these uh, sites will take you down because you don't have the copyrights with it. Yes, so you don't (laughs) want that. So if you're not creating your music or buying the rights to use it, look for some royalty-free site with that. We have never recorded a podcast on our phones. No. So I can't really speak to that. I think you may know some people that do do that. My suggestion, and this just comes from an audio background, is if you're going to record a podcast on your phone, using your phone as the recording device, at a minimum, buy an external microphone. Yeah. You can get one relatively cheap, uh, whether it's a lapel mic or it's a, a shotgun mic. Because you want to pick up better quality audio. Yeah, and the same holds true if you're recording through your your computer because you said that's a possibility as well that you can just record straight to your computer. and But still, you need a mic 
Yes, if you're going to record to your computer, your computer microphone is not going to be good enough quality to get Please. good audio quality. <laughs> so you will need some sort of microphone. Yes. Uh, you can get a USB microphone. I cannot speak as to the quality of those or how to adjust those. There are some people that swear by them. Yeah. We don't use them, so yeah. I, I can't really speak to that. But I do know that your computer microphone is not going to be good enough. I'm so glad you said that, that because I've listened to quite a few podcasts recently where they either have a guest or the hosts, plural, um, they are in different areas and they're doing it over Zoom. And you can tell, yes. especially if they have a guest on who does not have the proper equipment and they are suddenly basically coming on that podcast and they're just using their computer mic. It is not, it, it's just obvious. We, we have never done that, mm -hmm. and I don't know that we will. I've done some looking into that, and if you're using Zoom, there are different ways that you can get the audio file sent directly to you from that call that you've recorded. You're still going to have to upload it into uh, editing software and make yeah. some adjustments. But as I've looked into that, some of them suggested that if you're going to do that, that you send a microphone to the person yeah. that you're recording. I yeah. thought, whoa. Yeah. I, hopefully they're going to send it back to you. Yeah. Because that could get very expensive. If you're doing it on Zoom too, I would make sure that everybody is wearing headphones. Yes. Otherwise, oh, yes. you're going to create this feedback loop yes. because of the way you're doing it in the recording and you're not going to be able to get rid of that. Feedback, not the traditional feedback gotcha. that you think of with that. <laughs> but So, yes, you can do that, and but your microphone is not, your computer microphone or your phone microphone is not going to be good enough quality if you for that. hear nothing else, please hear this. <laughs> Absolutely. But you do have to have a way to record it. Some of the hosts through their apps, again, you can record on that. You can edit it, allegedly. I have never done that, so I don't know. I can't yeah. speak to that. Uh, but you do have to have a way to record it. We use what we refer to as a handheld recorder. Okay. Which also functions as an audio interface. Yes. We can use it directly to our computer. You have to take, somehow get an analog sound into a digital format. It's pretty cool. So what we use is this handheld recorder. I will go ahead and give the brand name yeah. of it and what we actually use. This We've is a Tascam DR40X. Okay. And this is the only piece of equipment that we have purchased for the podcast. Yeah. Because I knew that if we only podcasted for a couple of months, this has a number of other applications for me. Yes. It was an investment that we could use outside of podcasting. Yes. The thing is, I the thing that I like about this is it is small. It yes. is transportable. Yes. We can take it. We have actually loaded up microphones and this recorder and some cables in a backpack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we were going somewhere because we thought, oh, we're going to be able to sit there and record while something's happening. We got distracted. We didn't actually make it to that location. And but we had it. We can yeah. do that. We took it to our recent trip to Alabama. The only downside for me is that it only has two microphone inputs. Right. But again, at the time, that made sense for what we, yes. were, we were doing. Yes. I think you can get some with four inputs that are portable as well. Yeah. We also have a bigger audio interface that I think we can put eight microphones at a time on, which we use for Girl Gang and yeah. some of the larger things that we do. But I already own that. You know, we've referenced in some other episodes about playing yeah. music and having recording stuff. So we really didn't have to buy anything. We did because we knew this would make our life easier, and it, it does have other applications for that. If you're not really sure that you're going to stick with podcasting, don't go out and buy this. Right. Unless you have another need for it. Maybe go buy a used one. Uh, but this, we record onto this uh, Tascam to an SD card. Then I take that SD card and I upload the files into some software. Yeah. Digital Audio Workstation. There are some of those that are free. And I can't speak really to those because I don't use those. Right. I will give some names here to help people out. Audacity, I think, is a freeware or shareware. I don't. I think it's a shareware. Okay. It is a audio um, software. 
Okay. And you can record directly into that. I'm assuming too. You can drop files into that. You can put edit. You can edit it. You can make your your cuts. Maybe somebody stumbled on too many words, or they said a name and it was wrong, or there was something they didn't want in there, and you need to cut it and splice it together. I assume you can do that. Okay. I don't know because okay. I've never used Audacity. So Audacity is one. Yes, and I, that is a shareware, so it's free to use. Okay. Um, I think that it's important that if you're really just testing this out, go free. Definitely go free. Absolutely. And and then see. Who knows? Yeah, and, I, and I know people that I think use it, and we don't. Yes. And it, I'm not saying anything's good or bad okay. with that. It's just what you, we tend to use what we're comfortable with and what we already know. Agreed. If you're a Mac user, GarageBand. Yeah. I think GarageBand is free to you. Yeah, I'm not sure if it comes preloaded anymore. You may have to download it, but I think it's still free. It's free. You can use that. You drop your audio files in there. You can cut and paste. You can add effects. You're probably going to have to boost some of your levels. You may have to throw some compressor on it to equalize some of the sound so it's not lots of ups and downs and crazy things like that. Sometimes we use GarageBand. Sometimes we use another product that I believe is still Apple exclusive, Logic. Yeah. Which is recording software. Mm-hmm. And depending on what we're doing, I may drop it in there. Again, you have to throw some effects on there maybe to boost some things. You may have to adjust the DBs. You may have to do some other edits, some splits, add your bumper music, add <laughs> other sound effects. I immediately and started doing wah, 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 wah in well, my head. Those, Only because this is, not, this is not something that I know anything about. Sorry. Some of those things are time-consuming. And we we do not have the time for me to go into it here. Yes. But you need to, to be able to figure out some of those things. We were blessed, I guess, that I knew some of that. Yes. So it made it a little bit easier. And the editing is for us, because we're not really scripted, is what takes the longest. Luckily, we don't do a lot of edits, so yeah. I don't have to do a lot of cutting and splicing together because sometimes that takes a long time. I know of one episode I spent 10 to 12 hours on. Yeah. getting everything edited and lined up because it was multiple people and getting all everything back in so there wasn't this strange echo and yeah. these other things may take some time. Yeah, so but don't be afraid to, to do that. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, this is, it's too long or there are these things that maybe we shouldn't have talked about or whatever. Don't be afraid to edit. Right, and you also may want to chop something off, and you may make it a part one and a part two. We've done it. You were, yes, we've done that. Uh, recently. Was it recently? Yeah. Yeah, I know there was an episode that was had been recorded that the first half kind of had one mood, the second yeah. half, and it's like, this just, it was fine <laughs> when you guys are here, yeah. but somebody listened to this, it's going to be weird. Yeah. So we had a chop part of it. Yeah. And we made it work. Yep. And you have to do post-production is probably the most important. And most time-consuming sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you're doing a script, did you have a lot of work on the front end, too. Mm, yeah. And some of the time, I've gotten pretty quick at doing some of these things. The longest amount, the longest amount, I don't even know how to say the words. The longest part is probably the rendering and the saving and the exporting. And then once all that is done, I have to upload it to the podcast hosting site, put an episode's names on it, put a description in there, when it's to be released, and all of that type mm-hmm. of thing, which will take a little bit of time to do that. Obviously, and we keep saying this audio interface, or I keep saying audio interface. Yes, you. Audio interface are. is the mechanism that takes the sound from your voice into the computer. It's what translates it from an analog into a digital. So you, if you're doing that, that's what you need. You can get them like we have that are this, basically a standalone. We plug our microphones into this. We record to an SD card. We could also use what we have to record directly into whatever software we're using, recording software that mm-hmm. we're using, where it becomes more of a true audio interface and not just a recorder. Mm-hmm. So you may have to invest in some of those. Uh, you can probably, I don't know, I don't want to throw out an amount with that. You, But you can get one on the cheap. But let's repeat, start free. Start free. If you're not sure what you're going to do, go buy you a $10 uh, microphone and that plugs into your phone and start with that. There you go. Done. And, and 
because we didn't have to buy microphones. No. And truthfully, <laughs> we did probably didn't have to buy an audio interface because we already had that. But this makes our life easier. Yes. Much easier because of the way that we do our podcasts. Yes. And you may do something else. Some people record directly into their software. We don't do that. Right. Uh, just because of logistical reasons. And we want something that we can take on the road. And yes. we have done that. So, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say. If you have a microphone or you're going to buy a microphone, you need to make sure you have some sort of pop screen or wind filter yeah. to stop what is referred to as the plosives. Plosives? <clears throat> yes. I it's kind of like explosives, but okay. without the E and the X. Okay. That's like the P's and the things oh. and B's, things that tend to... Gotcha. I don't know if that translated in there. Somebody's uh, ears just got blasted with that. Apology. <laughs> but it's to help with those hard sounds. Okay. And muff, not necessarily muffles, but controls some of those. So okay. we use a foam windscreen. Yeah. Again, we bought a pack of them for a couple of dollars. If we don't continue podcasting... We're not out because we have the other hobbies. Yeah, you and have our, the other hobbies. And our kids yes. are coming along where they're probably going to have a band soon. So we, you know. Yeah. And we need to replace things. So yeah. let's see what else we have. Audio interface there. Mics. We're not going to talk about mics. Okay. And there's condenser mics. There's dynamic mics. If you have a condenser mic, your audio interface has to have phantom power. It has to be able to power the condenser mic. We have some downstairs. We don't use them. Okay. We use a dynamic mic more than you wanted to know right here. <laughs> uh, computer, if you're using audio interface to get the sound into your software, to be able to do the edits, to be able to get it uploaded. Again, allegedly with some of these podcast hosting sites, you can do all that from your phone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't live in that world. I've never done that. Okay. Okay. And there's a lot more that goes into that. Those are just the very basics. Which is fine. With that. So that's where you, we're starting. You have to have some way to record, whether that's your phone, a handheld recorder, uh, audio interface into your computer. Make sure you get a microphone for any of those type of things. Uh, realistically, quality does matter. Agreed. With that. Doesn't mean it has to be very expensive. Right. Doesn't mean it has to be super name brand mm -hmm. with that. If you're not sure you're going to do it, go with the free options, go with the cheap options and see one of the things too, that worked for us. And I think would work for everybody. Mm -hmm. You need to record a number of test podcasts. Agreed. Because when you do the first couple, unless you work in radio or broadcasting, or you do a lot of off the cuff speaking, mm -hmm. and I mean a lot you're going to be horrible your first couple of recordings. <laughs> I think for us, it helped us kind of define our vibe too. Like, Yes. I don't know that our record, our initial recordings were that bad. No, I would agree. We've never released them, and I'm not sure if we still have excited. them. It did get you super excited, but we also speak for a living. Yeah. <laughs> we're often called to speak to large groups, uh -huh. uh, sometimes with moments notice. Yeah. So we're able to improvise a little bit with that. But to help us get into a rhythm, them to yeah. find out what we were doing yeah. we probably recorded a week's worth of and i don't know we recorded an episode a day or a couple episodes over some of those days yeah. to see what we were doing yeah to try to figure out how we were going to interplay with each other what's our introduction going to be how are we going to close things out so you need to probably record several tests yeah and by several i mean five to ten <laughs> They don't have to be long. No, and 15, you don't have to minutes. save them. No, you don't. You don't have don't. to publish them. These these were fun ways for us to work through some of those initial kinks that we didn't even know would be kinks. Absolutely. And then we even, for us, with, with our family lifestyle, it was kind of a fun thing to bring the kids in. And they were really testing equipment for us, but I, they get better what we're doing because you did that with them. That. Yes. It helped us redefine our concept. Agreed. And one of the reasons, too, that... We did those initial test recordings is we had a new piece of equipment. Yes. I wasn't exactly sure how to work it. Yes. I knew the basics, but yes. there's there's some ins and outs that you're going to have to get technical and read the manual yes. maybe if you're not familiar with this stuff. Yes. So it let us learn that. Yes. And if you're doing this with your, your phone and a podcast hosting site, it lets you see how that 
works yeah. and you don't ever have to release those things. It's not like once you put it in there that is out to the world, <laughs> you have to do some steps. Yeah. And now you really are. I watch your fingers fly over this very tiny piece of equipment. There's probably, I'm trying to look at it real quick, maybe 15 buttons total. And you know exactly what to press at what time and what uh, sequence to put in. And I, I really do credit that with experience and you just you just diving in. And mm -hmm. some of that was that first week of, well, let's just try these things. It was. There were a number of things in trying to get the sound levels adjusted and figure out which uh, mode we use to record, mm -hmm. how we record. You want to do that in the beginning before you release anything. Mm -hmm. You can do that before you have a name, yeah. before you have zoned in on your topic. Yeah. You, it helps you get a rhythm. Yes. To where now we can sit down and basically plug in and go. Yes. Because we know what we're doing. We get everything going. We have that. And we do all the editing on the back end, which you remember, you're going to have to do some editing. Mm -hmm. It's not like you just record something and put it out there for the world. And people can tell when you do that, by the way. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> and sometimes they probably think we do that. And sometimes we might have just because of time. Related to that idea is when you choose a release date, mm -hmm. stick with it. Yes. Be consistent. Yes. If you release episodes every other Tuesday, mm -hmm. you need to release episodes every other Tuesday. Yeah. If it's every Friday, it needs to be every Friday. Yeah. People want that consistency. Yeah. And they will call you out if they will. you are not being consistent. They will because they want if you if they want to listen to you. Yeah. And you know, if it doesn't come out till five PM on a Tuesday afternoon, set it to come out on five PM. Yeah whatever be consistent you if your release is once a month that's fine mm -hmm. but try to make it the same day like the first monday of the month mm -hmm. that's fine not just whenever you feel like it mm -hmm. during that month it, there yes. needs to be some consistency uh, you can always change i don't think that you are locked into a particular topic for the long haul oh if you have a a topic and we may have mentioned this early on if you, it may be a short run, mm -hmm. you may have something to explore and you have seven episodes, release those seven episodes and then start another one. Right. With that. If you choose a topic and you've kind of exhausted that after a year and a half, rebrand yourself. There you go. Or leave that up and start a different one. I listened yeah. to a podcast or parts of a podcast and it was not really geared towards me. I think maybe initially when it started, it had been. And they had been doing it for about two and a half years, I think. Mm -hmm. But they realized that their podcast was kind of going in a different direction. It was just a natural thing. Mm -hmm. And they said on their, this is our last episode of this particular podcast. We are rebranding. Mm -hmm. They're coming back. And they're going to talk about something different. And... I don't know if they're doing it or not because I can't find it. Oh. Because they said at that last one, said right now we're not sure if we're still going to do it under this moniker or mm -hmm. if we're going to do it under a different one. Because mm -hmm. it kind of had morphed into more of, I don't even remember what it was, so I probably shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> so, But that's fine. But I don't think if you start, like my topic is going to be college sports, college mm -hmm. football. And in three weeks, I decide I want to talk about soap operas. No. Yeah. You can't make that change. But after a significant amount of time, if it's a natural rebranding type thing. I think there's also value to the umbrella concept. We are not the only ones that have an umbrella podcast. So I would say our umbrella podcast is the Front Porch Sessions podcast. But then we have other podcasts episodes or concepts that we publish on different dates so any of our thoughts yes. on they're on saturdays when we publish them girl gang when do you do that those are thursdays thursdays when they come out. so that's what i was thinking but i was and afraid to much say more it. sporadic yes so i think that's perfectly fine we still brand ourselves as a part of that larger umbrella 
so that you could find all of that together because it's you and me or some variation of the two of us. And so I think that's perfectly fine. But what you're talking about is if you are going to say, you know what, this isn't, we're we're totally changing everything, then you may need to rebrand. And that's okay, but I'm with you. You need to really uh, make the decision that I'm done with this particular topic or plan and then rebrand completely. And the special, epi- I, I don't know why I call them special episodes, but like the, what we're doing now, the thoughts on, it allows us to go back to some of our original concepts about yeah. ways that we can help people and add value to their lives. We do it under that umbrella. It comes out on a different day. So if your show's about college football and it gets to March Madness, you may have one episode about March Madness or you may discuss it briefly in the context of your college football show. But release a couple of special episodes, yeah. bonus episodes. Yes. There are a number of podcasts that, yes. that do that. Yes. And they'll call them that. They'll have some sort of a, a name on it where it says either special or bonus. And then uh, that then it'll have maybe the topic that they're going to cover. So I'm totally fine with that. And there are a number of podcasts that I listen to. And when they do that, I'm pretty particular about I have no interest in listening to a special podcast on this or that. Our guess is this particular thoughts on podcast, there will only be a handful of people that listen to it that are interested in that. And that's the whole idea with the thoughts on. I mean, we would love for people to listen to all of them, but this is, it's a little more niche. Yes. I would say. So when we do the thoughts on, I tried to put in the, the description of it. So people can see and like, yeah, I want to listen to that. Yeah. Oh, I want to know what their thoughts on work-life balance. How do I create that? I want to know what they think about how they're podcasting. What can I learn from that? And if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. Yep. And that's why we do it in in that particular manner. This just touches the surface. Yes. And everything that we have talked about for the last 55, 56 minutes could probably be a singular episode. Mm-hmm of a thoughts on or a full-blown podcast about how to choose your topic. Do you want to have a host? Do you want to be a single host? Do you want to be, have a co-host? Yeah. And then who knows how many episodes we could probably stretch out some of the technical recording things for it. So we hope that, or at least I hope, I don't know about you. I hope that we have addressed some of the questions that are out there. I understand that it is very difficult to get good information about starting your podcast on the internet. Yeah. You'll get a lot of contradictory information. You'll get overwhelmed by those type of things. So I want to again say that if you have a specific question Mm -hmm. related to podcasting and you're interested in starting your own podcast, feel free to reach out to us and we will do our best to give you an answer. And I also want to want you to listen when we can can get to it. So don't send me a message, you know, today and expect me to respond in five minutes. Nobody expects that. Some people do, (laughs) which is a whole nother episode. Oh boy. But no, do do it. And some of these things, like they may reach out to you because Mm -hmm. they they know you or something. You may have to come ask me to write a reply and that may take a little bit of time. Yeah. But... We're happy to help if we can. We have really enjoyed this journey. And if you think this is a part of your future, uh, like you said, if there's some questions, please, please, please don't hesitate to ask. And we will get back to you as soon as we can. Yeah. Okay. So very quickly, because we want to keep, we tried to keep these 30, 35 minutes. This one obviously is going to (laughs) be about an hour or just over. If you had any key takeaways from what we've just been talking about for somebody that is interested in starting their podcast or they've already decided to start a podcast, but they're not really sure about it. If you had just a couple of key takeaways of what we've talked about today, what would they be? Uh, A, just do it. Uh, Try it out. Do it for free. Uh, Make sure that you have a mic that will work for you. If you do decide to go with a co-host, find somebody that you've got some chemistry with that would actually work with you. And you mentioned the whole idea of time. That is one of the great blessings of us living in the same house, that our time, we can actually schedule that where I'm not having to come to your house or, well, our kids are on different schedules or whatever. So definitely think through the logistics. Those are all legitimate reasons to do or not do certain things. And I think there's probably plenty of other takeaways, but those are the big ones that jump out at me. What about you? I would say start where you are and with what you have. I like it. So 
again, if you don't have anything, you're not really sure you're going to keep doing this, go buy a, a pretty cheap microphone for your phone, record some test episodes in there because you may find, I don't like this. I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> yes. I don't want other people to hear it. Or, yes. oh, I don't like having to edit this. There are people out there that are podcast editors. You have to pay them to do it. Yep. Uh, you may find, I don't have the time to do this. Yeah. I, this isn't as fun as I thought. Guess what? You're out probably 12, 20 bucks because you <laughs> bought a microphone that works with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. You're not out hundreds and hundreds of dollars that you spend on equipment. So start with where where you are with yeah. what you have. Yeah. And really just do it. Don't just really do be it. worried about, oh, I'm not going to have a thousand listeners the first week because <laughs> you're probably not anyway. Been there, done that. There's going to be very few yeah. that reach that level of success. Uh, I think that's probably where I would stick with. Just just start. Yeah. Uh, do it. Don't worry about the haters. <laughs> They're going to be out there. You're not making a podcast for them. No, absolutely and not. That's, that's about it. We'll probably have some other advice, but I like it. I think that's the, the big things. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for listening, and we hope that you have gained some uh, knowledge about how to go out and do your podcast yes. from our experience with it. And if you had some tips and tricks that you want to share or things that you learn once you get going, feel free to share those with us. If you have other questions that we may be able to answer, we're really happy to do that. Yeah. And that's it. I don't remember how we end thoughts on because they're so sporadic. No, but let me say and this. they're unscripted. Please make sure that you check us out on Instagram, the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. I say that largely because we are telling you this will be the best way for you to communicate with us. So if you need to ask a question, want to ask a question, that would be the best way unless you know one of us uh, and can reach us in another way. So the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram, you can uh, reach us through direct message, etc. So that I wanted to make sure and plug that. I think that's great because on your podcast, you need to have that information. If you yeah. if you want them to contact you by email, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, whatever you do with that, make sure you get some contact information because you probably want some feedback here and there. <laughs> yes, I so, hope so. <laughs> yes. So I think that's a, a good start. Yeah. And we may have to come back and drill down on some specifics at some later point in time, but not now. Okay. All right, so until next time, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. Thanks for listening. Thanks I, don't, for listening. I really don't remember how no, we No, 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 but I am going to say see ya.